Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Thanks for leaving me alone with the janitor. I'm sure everything will be fine. Paula. How many more weeks do I have to go by before I have to start showing a nipple? Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 166. Ugh. Uh, dang it. I know, I know. Ugh. <laughs> and you spent so much time clearing I your throat did. before you we started. You should have heard me in here. It was like an exorcism of phlegm. <laughs> I was trying so trying, hard. Trying so hard to do a beautiful ugh this morning. <laughs> it just wasn't in the cards. It's all right. Is it ever really in the cards for us? I mean, honestly. It is a crapshoot, honestly. You never, we never know what's going to come out. It's a roulette. All right. Well, welcome to the Ugly Truth, everybody. Gosh, we're we're leading right into the Father's Day weekend. Even though you may listen to this a month from now, you know, we're about as timely as as you are in listening to our show. So it doesn't really matter. But anyway, welcome to the Ugly Truth. Thank you, listeners, for uh, downloading our show and liking us on Facebook. We got some new likes this week, which is always exciting. That is exciting. Getting Twitter followers randomly as they come, not bots, but actual humans, which mm-hmm. is always fun. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting Snapchat followers all the time. I am too. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, you are way better at Snapchat than me as far as... Uh, doing it (laughs) i forget i forget so much and so i'm like okay so now i make sure that i snapchat every time before we record and then usually that gets me on the road to doing it you know doing snapchats throughout the weekend well now now i'm like feeling pressure because i was just like (laughs) okay so like i feel pressure two ways because i'm like what if i forget to like just not do it one day i'm like mm. are people gonna be like upset like oh paula didn't snapshot all day <laughs> or are they just gonna get bored of me doing like the same thing like okay yeah she did the same filters i did blah you know like how boring is that so i'm just like do i have uh-huh. to reinvent myself every time i don't know yes you do actually and, and so you know, i'm just like oh my god listen this is hard if kim kardashian can do it you can do it <sighs> That's all I'm saying. Well, now I understand why she's naked all the time. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, stuff to do. I'm like, how how many more weeks do I have to go by before I have to start showing a nipple? I'm just <laughs> start. Oh, oh, pardon me, everyone. A freeze shot of you holding your nip. Before you guys know it, I'm going to start showing a shoulder because I just, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. I'm losing steam. Here's my shoulder. That's going to be my next Snapchat. <laughs> losing steam. Here's my shoulder, everybody. Hashtag losing steam. Yes. So yes, but but thank you for following us on Snapchat. It's so fun. And I do need to start following back some of these people because you're right. First of all, as we've mentioned a few times, you know, we have very attractive listeners, which I mean, I don't know if that's normal. But you know, we've been to some podcast shows and you know, the population is not necessarily as attractive as ours. Oh, God, Jamie. I mean, our attractives are better looking than we are. That's that's Um, saying something. (laughs) Whatever. Well, I'm just saying I'm looking at mine and I'm just like, good God. I'm like, talk about beauty and the beast. (laughs) Listen, attractive attracts attractive. Okay. So we are lovely and our listeners are lovely. I just got a new one and I'm just like, good God. (laughs) Don't 
follow me. You would never have talked to me in high school, bitch. Yeah. She, she probably wasn't even born when I was in high school. <laughs> She's like, I was in kindergarten. I've been listening to you since I was seven. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> so Jesus. True. You well, know? it would be a privilege to have people who've been listening to us. You know, you know what? Can I give a shout out to a particular city? Who? I have to say, Biloxi, Mississippi. Yes. I don't know where you came from. But welcome, mm-hmm. friends. <laughs> friends. Yeah, we do have some. We, we are getting some uh, listeners there. I, You know, you and I talked about that last week. We're like, why did they suddenly come, pop on I the radar? For the last several months, there's just mm-hmm. been, I don't know what it is, but our friends in Biloxi, Gulfport, Mississippi, they're, they're <laughs> very <just> specifically been, <laughs> or the surrounding areas. Yeah, it's usually a surrounding area. There has been an increase in listenership. You guys are really kicking ass lately. And so mm-hmm. I just wanted to send a special shout out to our friends out there. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, welcome. We appreciate it. And buy some Avon. You. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> buy some Avon. If it'll stay on. I know it's humid down there. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe there's a sorority or something I down there. Know. Who knows? Yeah, I don't really Who know. Knows? Maybe the the Marine Corps base puts us on once a week. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Okay, moving on. So Paul and I were just talking before the show that, you know, obviously it is very easy to delve into the depressive world in which we live in lately. But we really, and I mean, I'm telling you, it is very hard to not talk about the world in which we live in on this show. But we know that there are podcasts where you can do that, where you can completely emotionally cut yourself, get mad about politics, be sad about all the events. But we would be remiss if we didn't at least address the fact that we are very aware of how terrible things have been this week for Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. It has been a shit show down there. You and I were just talking about it before. You're like, your head feels like it's going to explode. Mm I just, you know, it's like, I don't really know what's going on. Like, I don't know what's in the air in Florida specifically. We all like to make fun of it. It's the flaccid penis of the United States. But now it seems like the, you know, the most vulnerable populations are being massacred. Children are dying, literally dying at Disneyland. I mean, Mm -hmm. what the hell? I mean, these things happen life churns up you know the ocean gets churned and shit just gets pushed around everywhere and then the rest of us who like I said on my Facebook page I said you know in general I believe and maybe I'm a fool but I believe in general that humans specifically in the United States are generally good and kind I know that there are pop-ups of people who love to be mad love to be hateful and that's just the that's just humanity but overall i think based on what we've seen we're all fairly tender-hearted people mm-hmm. right so this has been you know it's just been awful and it's kind of like one of those things where and this may not be the, the most relatable thing but it's one of those things where if you have like a bunch of kids there's always one who causes a lot of problems mm-hmm. you, you you still love them but they they cause the most they just seem to cause a lot of noise and although I'm not equating this murderer to that, I'm just saying that it, it was an individual. It wasn't a group of people. It wasn't, you know, it was one individual. But essentially, the, the communities have rallied. Mm-hmm. And I think that, to me, is what I'd like to focus on mm-hmm. when I think about or when I watch things on the news is I like to focus on the fact that, yes, this one person created ultimate devastation. However, look at the way the rest of us respond. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's what I like to focus on. Um, I mean, I think that's a, a really 
optimistic and positive spin mm-hmm. on a, a really unpleasant situation. I think that there's a lot of people that like to go a little bit deeper than that in the sense sure. that they don't want to have to put an optimistic positive spin on situations like that they don't want right. these things to happen period and right. so i think right. that's where a, a lot of people come from and so right. i don't really have any answers to be honest no one does and you know that's where i'm at you right. know I, I don't have an answer i don't i don't really know i don't know that there is anyone to blame you know i yeah, I know that a lot of people are like, well, it was the FBI's fault or it's the president's fault or it's guns faults or it's, right. you know, all these people's faults. And I said, you know, sometimes I think that if someone's, you know, hell bent on doing something bad, they're just going to do it. That's right. And I That's don't right. know that anyone can really stop that. It's true. And you're right. But I kind of look at it this way. There are people like me who are you know, very pleased to see that we're not falling apart because it's not an option. It's not an option just to let things descend into utter chaos and, you know, uh, start dicing ourselves up into little groups, which I think happens a lot in this world where, you know, we have the gays, we have the white straight people, we have the blacks, we have Mm -hmm. the Mexicans, you know, I do not appreciate that type of living. I don't want to go to Trader Joe's like it happened the other day. I don't want to go to Trader Joe's and this, you know, black lady is, you know, putting away her basket and I go, I would rather not, you know, and other instead I'm like, here, have my basket. Thank you so much. That's how that went down. Mm -hmm. But in this world that, that is created on the, on social media, that should not be happening. Right. Right. She doesn't understand because I'm half Hispanic and white and she's, you know, black and Puerto Rican. We, we, we should not be getting along right now. Right. But in the real world, that's not how that is. So for me, it's like I choose to see the effect of a terrible situation and how people respond to that. People like you want to see who of those people are going to make sure this doesn't happen again. And, you know, you can't rely on politics for that. It's got to be a community thing, you know. I think you're really lucky in the sense that you've lived in California your whole life. Mm -hmm. And California is such a hodgepodge of all sorts of people. Where I live, it's very white. Where you live. But in general... In general, there is acceptance all over California. That's true. It's a very accepting state. But outside of California, it's really different. Agreed. It's it's really, really different. And so just for the sake of broad strokes, I think you might have a little bit of a skewed perspective. Well, you know what? I don't agree with you in that in the sense that, you know, California may seem accepting now, but I was actually going to just, you know, be the devil's advocate. You know, California was the one that outlawed gay marriage. They're the ones that has the most dominant uh, Hispanic outside of Texas and maybe Arizona has the most Hispanic people in it. Mm -hmm. And there was a time when California deported them all to Mexico, Mm -hmm. just like what they want to do now. And, you know, our grandfather was killed by Border Patrol, California Border Patrol back in the 40s. So mm-hmm. it isn't the most accepting state. It's just that where it's really an attitude, though. It's, you know, you're right. There are people in other states that are not 
as accepting or and or um, communities that aren't as accepting to diversity. I don't believe that's that way in Orlando. <laughs> I think it's actually quite accepting in Florida. So that's why I think this was just so shocking. And what's right. shocking is that, well, I mean, it's not shocking. What what it is, is, like I said, I think that the the people who do the work, the people who give us the opportunity to decide whether or not we want these, you know, guns in our society or the opportunity to feel helpful by donating blood or maybe looking at things a little bit differently. It, you know, maybe we never, not me personally, but maybe there was somebody who didn't think anything about homosexuals or the gay community and saw this and thought, wow, that this is not acceptable. So for me, it's like, the devastation is real. The heartache is real. But I'm not going to sit and be despondent about it. I'm going to look at the big picture and see what the hell is going on. Orlando has completely embraced this community and they're doing everything they can to try to rectify this situation. Even one of their politicians who was interviewed by Anderson Cooper, he raked her over the coals because she's been anti-gay marriage forever. But Maybe she's having a change of heart. She was at the hospital arranging funeral funerals mm-hmm. for these victims, these gay victims. You know, maybe that will change her mind and seeing them as not just some kind of, you know, hot topic in the Senate floor. But now she's seeing it for real in her eyes. Maybe this is the turning point for her. So. Yes, it is easy to get weighed down by what you see on the news and how, you know, how talking heads are responding and all this other garbage. But look around you, you know, look at what people, how people are reacting. Mm -hmm. Overall, you will not see, well, you know, except for that horrific person that lives in our town saying terrible things about oh, gays being killed. That such an idiot. I don't well, even, he's just I don't getting even, attention. I don't even know why people are giving him attention. I mean, really, they uh, should just let him shrivel up and die. Honestly, I think they are because it, it makes them feel like they're doing something. It gives them a way of expressing how outraged they are and how supportive they are. I think that's why people protest. I mean, or why and they... how convenient that he got filmed saying those things. I mean, I don't right. think that was an accident. It wasn't. It's very Westboro of him. It's so, and so stupid. And he's like yeah. a young guy isn't he he's like not even old i have no idea i you know i really don't give it much energy. i actually didn't even watch the video because i knew i, I was gonna be like terribly disgusted <laughs> and i'm just like what are you i'm like yeah this is ridiculous <laughs> it's like, so, so stupid it's so stupid anyway so i would encourage you or others who are feeling like you to try to just maybe take a breath and look around you and see that everyone's not so tragic I, I think that like uh, my mom mom and I had debated about this because you know for her she, oh, this she's is, like basically a doomsdayer yeah essentially short putting of you a, know storing putting it buckets, delicately yeah storing <laughs> one of those you know like emergency food buckets in her closet which she might have I don't even know well I told you she has a raft and she has a crank radio oh, for heaven, so. that's right I told you I told you because you said you listen Miss Doomsdayer when sitting in your car with the air conditioner running thinking that you were gonna have to kill zombies any minute hey yeah. I- just was lamenting at how unprepared I was. It, well, mom isn't unprepared, is all I'm saying. She's not a, one of those weird survivalists or anything, but you know what For I'm saying. For someone so who's, she's... Suppo- who's supposed to embrace the time of the end, <laughs> why is she preparing for it? That's the part I don't get. Well, in recent memory, this has been a very rough week for Florida. I, I yeah. can't I can't even fathom being in Florida right now or living mm. there. And we have family there. Yeah, we do. Family and friends. 
mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I know that we don't have any in the actual Orlando area, but I do. I have someone who lives pretty close to Orlando. Oh, okay. She's actually, uh, in fact, my friend, she's actually been to Pulse many times. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah. And she was devastated. She didn't know anybody who was killed, but that kind of doesn't matter. I mean, if I, if you and I, uh, you know, if the four of us frequented, uh, you know, that one of the... Say this gay, happened at Faces. Yeah, if it happened at Faces and, you know, a month later there was some kind of horrible thing that happened, I mean, I'd be pretty upset. Even if it happened now, I'd be upset. I mean, well, right. just, Cause means- you, just because you know the feel, you know how fun it is and how freeing it is and safe it feels. And so, yeah, she was pretty, pretty broken up about it. So, you know, I don't know how many gay clubs there are in Orlando, but I know in Sacramento... Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a few more places now, but yes, there I are. mean, originally it was like one place. Literally. Yeah, there's there's at least two clubs, but and that's pretty good for Sacramento. Yeah, we're you know traditionally Sacramento is a very conservative town, and so totally. it's, now we actually have a like a an area in which it's very common and yes. and comfortable to go there. So that's nice. Le- All right, well, let's Lavender move on. Heights. We love you, Orlando. We do. We love we the LGBT so, community. We are so sorry for everyone's loss. I, I mean, just want to hug everybody, <laughs> you know, that that is suffering. We are big supporters of the LGBT community, except for Caitlyn Jenner. I will never get on board with her. <laughs> but she's a fame whore. She's not anything. But the rest yes. of the rest of the community, <laughs> I'm totally game game for that. If you can't be gay, be a gay supporter. <laughs> When I was young, I would look in the mirror Didn't know it then, but now it couldn't be clearer I remember being filled with such wonder Before learning that the world can be harsher That you were born and grew up in Shouldn't decide how you will be treated Cause we're all the same when everybody's breathing Waiting for a chance to set us free Waiting for the day when you can be you and I can be me Waiting for Anyway, let's move on to our children and let's lighten the mood. God damn it. All right. So although my, well, now let's see, my college kid is already back in summer school because she's trying to graduate in the spring, but your kids are still in school. Mine's out. Yes. So my kids, they're in year round school. So their end of school drags out a little bit longer. So they'll be out June 24th, I think, or something like that. Okay. A couple more weeks. here's the problem. They're curriculum actually ended i want to say sometime last week mm-hmm. and so since then it has been nothing but like movie day yeah. olivia has a field trip and they're going to spaghetti factory <laughs> ryan has another field trip they're going to the park and they're gonna you know like play soccer and eat popsicles and do all this and so 
I'm just like, okay, so school does, we still have two more weeks before right. school is out. And Ryan's teacher told me yesterday, she's like, Ryan's going to have a really good report card. You know, his grades are great. And I'm like, that's so good. Why are you telling me this now? Like, are you suggesting <laughs> that no more work will be done for yeah. the next two weeks, basically. And so I'm just, I'm so irritated that yeah. I'm going to have to be waking up at 6 a.m. for the next two weeks just <laughs> to take my kids, basically, to, like, romper room. To play. <laughs> it's just irritating. <laughs> well, what's irritating is why I'm just sitting here listening to this, you know, this supposed year-round school. And it's like, why are they front-loading all the hard work? And then at the end of the year, there's nothing left to do. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. It's like, if it's year-round school, that means that you should maybe get two or three days of fun, you know, like the class party, the PE day, the, you know, the, you know, the yearbook signing day where we all eat outside and, and that's it, right? And then the last day of school, they get at it like freaking 1045, you know? Olivia has gone to the movie theater once. They went oh. into the multi-purpose room once and watched another movie. Mm-hmm. Today, they watched two plays and then went to Spaghetti Factory. Wow. So I wish my day was like that. That's just this week. Yeah. They haven't even, I, she hasn't even done anything, you yeah, know? Yeah, so it's like, to me, it's like, why didn't they do, like, you know, a field trip a quarter instead of putting it all at the end of the year? It doesn't make any sense. It's the most inefficient way of putting in the fun. It's like, you know, they slogged a school for seven months. Oh, we hate our lives. It's so terrible. And then the last two weeks, just kidding. We're going to do all kinds of fun things. It's weird. Basically. And so, you know, of course, now I'm completely unmotivated. So they've been of tardy. Course. They've been tardy twice in yeah. the last two weeks because I'm just like, Whatever. screw it. I don't want to get it. I'm sorry you're going to be late for the popsicle party, guys. <laughs> That's what I keep thinking. So I'm just like, God, I'm like, I don't even want to take you guys to school now. What's the point? You know? And then they're going, Mom, I have to go. But then you if know? I don't, then I'll get like the freaking attendance, you know, cop yeah. after me saying yeah. like, well, your child missed today. And I'm like, oh, what? Popsicle day, you mean? You know, <laughs> what, what did they miss? So they didn't get their blue popsicle. It just, and so they they've already sent the emails where like the day is where they have to watch the sixth graders play the the staff at tennis racket baseball and oh god you know there is one day where it's the obstacle course day sure and they're asking for volunteers and so i'm just like well <laughs> you gonna do it <laughs> absolutely not victor did it one year and they you know they asked him to come back the following year because he did it like drill instructor style of course and so i'm like no i'm not doing that no you wouldn't want me to do it i'd be standing there with my star Starbucks holding a hula hoop. <laughs> they asked for volunteers to go to the movie theater. And so I asked Olivia, I'm like, well, do you want me to chaperone? <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> I said, well, do you want me to chaperone your uh, movie theater field trip? And she's just like, well, um, she's like, well, would you put makeup on? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, well, why do I have to put makeup on? She's like, well, you just look better with it on. Oh, <laughs> my God. And I'm such an ug. Uh, so I just said, I'm like, well, I think you can just go by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you would rather not go than put on a coat of paint? Well, I just, no, it's not that. I was just oh, like, well, clearly she's just not interested in me so going. She doesn't give a crap. Funny. She's like, I'm going to threaten you with makeup. 
And then she's like, can I still have some money, though? Because <laughs> I would like a popcorn. She wants to buy a snack. That's hysterical, Paula. Isn't she funny? I know. She's ridiculous. Well, she's us. She's one of us, I for didn't sure. falter. I, I really didn't. I'm just like, well, I'm like, I don't blame her. I wouldn't want my mom showing up ugly. Well, no, no one would. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like, do I really, mom, can, do you think you can at least put on some yoga pants today? Do you think maybe you could put on something that buttons? Then she even went over there. She's like, here, mom. She's like, you can use my lipstick. And she she gave oh. me her lipstick, which oh, is dear. actually my lipstick. And then I looked at it. I'm like, hey, well, this is my this lipstick. Is <laughs> you didn't even know it was missing. That's how long it's been. She's like, That's no, it so was funny. in my room. I'm like, just because it's in your room doesn't mean it's your lipstick. I'm like, you took oh, yeah. it from my stuff and put it in your room. So funny. Well, it'll be over before you know it. And then you'll be sick to death of them. I know. There'll I only know. be so much swimming they can do. And then you'll be like, okay, where are we doing? Where are we going? So you put on the outline, it's a girl. I think I know what you're talking about, but please let me know what, what this means. I have some news. Yes. I wanted to let you know that I've been holding it in for a little while, but right. I have an announcement to make. Yes. You're going to be an aunt. Oh. I'm having right. I'm having a girl. Yes. It's not a cat or a dog, right? No. Uh, okay. I'm going to have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Actually, I already have a daughter. Uh, yeah, another one. Victor's daughter, who lives in Texas, she's 13 years old. Mm-hmm. She has decided that she wants to move to California. Uh-huh. And so she will be here the day before 4th of July. Okay. This is going to be interesting. This is definitely going to be interesting. <sighs> yes. Yes, it is. You're you're jumping right into the gremlin phase of parenthood. Victor and I have been together since she was about two years old. Mm-hmm. And she's lived out of state most of her life. So she's not visited much. He's, right. he's visited her quite a bit. But she's come to stay with us a few times. Yeah. And she's really liked it. And for the last year, she has... St- expressed quite a bit that she wanted to come live with us right but we just said you know it's not a good time you really need to you know spend time with your mom because she just turned 13 in may Mm -hmm. so she's barely 13 right and so um her and her mom had a discussion i would say mm, last like six weeks ago and they both agreed that it would be a good time for her to come live with us. Yeah. And so we said, okay. And so she's going to be coming to live with us for yeah. no less than one school year. To see how it goes. Just Trial basically period. to see how it goes. Yeah. To be honest, we'll probably actually see how it goes over the summer. And yes. if for whatever, I mean, we're still going to enroll her in school, but sure. if um, at the last minute she decides like, oh my God, I miss my mom. I want to go home. You know, right. we're going to clearly let her, I think let that's, her do that. I think that's wise to give her a few options to exit if she so chooses. So she doesn't feel like she's stuck. Right. Because I know that it's uh, as someone, well, all of us who, when you come from a, you know, essentially a broken home. And the option of staying with one parent or the other, that's pretty difficult anyway. Mm-hmm. So to decide that you want to go from one parent's home to the other, that is exceptionally difficult on a child. They mm-hmm. usually have reasons that you don't know. And those reasons may dissipate with a little distance. 
And yeah. so it would be nice for her to have the option of going back or the mom even to say, you know what, I this was a bad idea. Right. I miss her. I need her. Right. Whatever. However, if it does stick and she does stay with you for the school year, I am going to highly recommend that you stay in touch with me as often as possible <laughs> when you are having problems with her right. because you don't know what it's like to raise a 13-year-old daughter. No, I do. I I've done it three times. And they're, they were all incredibly different very, very difficult in their own ways. And I just, I need you to keep an open mind. Yes. <laughs> I need you to keep an open mind because she's not your daughter and it, that adds to it. And she is in puberty and that it is even worse. I will give you one recommendation that I highly encourage you to take advantage of. And that's this. Put her in an activity immediately. Right. Because she needs to make friends before school starts mm -hmm. and she needs to be busy. Busy, okay. busy, busy. Yeah. You have to. Okay. If she doesn't have, if she doesn't know what she wants to do, talk to her and find out what her in, where her interests lie. It has to be some kind of sport or some kind of something that will make her active, learning about teamwork. I mean, getting along with different personalities because she does not know what California girls are like. Right. And so it would be very helpful to her. And you know what? She inherently is a very sweet girl. Very she really sweet. is, yes. And so she just needs a little bit of structure in a place where she can meet girls her own age because girls her own age are bitches. Yes, they are. She needs to meet some sweeties. And that will be that will be the way to do it. So hopefully you take it you take that advice. And get her busy and get her meeting kids her own age because I'm telling you, sitting around with her 10-year-old and 6-year-old cousins ain't going to do it. Yeah. Or, I mean, not cousins, not cousins, I'm sorry. Brothers, Siblings sisters, yeah. Ain't going to be enough. It's yeah. just not. No, I've already started looking up different classes. Good. You know, she likes art classes and she was in the band at her old school. So awesome. What does she play? The clarinet. So Perfect. we're already requesting that she be in the band here. Very because nice. Because that's what she wants to do. <laughs> I, I had to go through and pick her electives. Mm. And so I I think I picked like band and then like an art class. And then I picked us third woodshop. And Victor's like, woodshop? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I took Woodshop. It was fun. I said, and there was tons of boys in there. He's like, definitely not Woodshop. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to put her in? Computers? No. And then I think I picked Spanish and something yeah, else. Yeah, that's always you know. a good, that's a good one. Even though it's been a long time, I it's like I couldn't totally remember being in junior high school and oh, yeah. what it was like. I remember. Yeah, it's hell. And I wasn't a nerd, so. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, I wasn't. <laughs> no, you were not a nerd. So. You were not a nerd. And by the way, just as a side note, being in the band isn't dorky anymore. It used to be like dorky people were in the band. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Well, even if it is, if that's what she likes, then, you know, I don't I don't really care. I'm just saying that the option being in the band now, like, well, at least at Malia's high school, it's pretty freaking cool. Is it? Like, yeah, they win state, like they win like state championship band things and it's like they're really really great i mean i know of some kids who played at the bella vista band and they ended up going to college because of it and they are like hot shit they're like what is that what's that stupid movie that you love so bad oh drumline oh drumline yeah it's like drumline it's like these people are rock stars they go they go off and compete oh that's cool yeah so it's not a terrible thing to be in the band anymore and well, they good. have to i mean and these guys are accomplished by the time they hit high school well, so good. it's a pretty pretty cool thing to look forward to 
Well, she really, she really loved it. So that's hopefully well, something good. we can get her into. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous just because, <laughs> you know, even though I'm like the step parent, I'm still like the woman in the house. So of course. I'll, I'll be, you know, it's not like You'll I be. expect her dad to teach her about makeup and clothes no. and, you know. Well, you, you may have to start wearing it a little bit. Peri- Shut just up. <laughs> up but you know no, you're right you're the girl and you're gonna have to talk to her about the girl thing so Definitely. i mean but I mean, she, you know she'll still have a relationship with her mom and st- of obviously course. like that but it's but day to day when she comes out going i think i'm dying why because there's blood coming out of my right. butt it's like you know, all right those you're not dying things. you're gonna feel like you're dying but you're not dying <laughs> so th- those are the kinds of things where i'm just like uh so you're bringing in one, and I'm losing one. Uh-oh. Is it good. that time already? Tuesday, next week, my son is flying the coop for good. And so he's already he's already packing up his room. He's acquiring uh, kitchen stuffs. He's getting himself put together, you know, getting all of his little items ready. He's got his truck ready for moving all of his bed and whatever furniture. And he's excited and the thing is, is that, you know, like a lot of uh, my family have said, oh, he'll be back. I'm like, he's not coming back. This what? is it. I don't know why everyone keeps saying that. He's a grown man. Well, it's I've made it no secret that my son has had a fairly challenging adolescence. You know, he's behind the curve as far as where a lot of kids his age are. Most kids his age would have been moved out already. Although I don't necessarily I don't agree with that anymore. True. I don't think that's true at all, especially for his generation. I don't. That's think what that's, I mean. I don't think that's true. I think that yeah. the people who are judging their generation probably would have been moved out by now. Well, but I, I mean, think yeah. Generation Y, or yeah, the, yeah, they would not. He's very excited about it. He's in. <laughs> Shockingly, he's in the automotive industry, you know, I mean, because we come from automotive, you know, our our dad was a master. That's how mechanic. I felt when Victor told me he wanted to go to mechanic school. I almost <laughs> slipped my throat. <laughs> it's like, I thought I could get away from this. But he's getting into a trade that he is learning on the job from some of the best in the business. He's very excited about it. And he's so smart that he's accelerating very quickly. And so... I'm proud of him. And he's making good money for someone his age. And so he can afford to move out and start being a man of his own and starting his life. And his goal is to move out of state, which basically stabbed me in the heart. He told me that yesterday. But currently, he's just moving 10 miles away. Right. So I'm I'm good with it. But I keep saying the same things to Daryl over and over again. I'm like, this is a good thing. I'm, I'm not sad about this. I'm proud of him. And then I start to cry. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't understand. It's like, I just, oh, I just want to do it over so badly. It's like, this is not easy. It sucks ass. And it's like, I know when Natalie left, when she got married and left for good, because she's gone for good. Daryl was devastated. But I've done that before. You know, I I said goodbye to him when he went off to school. Yeah, but that was different because you kind of knew he was coming back. I honestly didn't think he was at the time. I I really thought that he would go to Humboldt and he would live his life there. I really didn't think he would be back. And so I did all of this. But when he came back, he struggled so horribly. But then he got himself, he got himself right back on track. And now he's serious and he's matured and he's 
supposed to he's doing what he's supposed to be doing you know like he's doing little things like he won't he'll buy his own dinner or he'll do this or that and he won't eat with us or whatever he's like cutting the cord right and it's like just continuing to cut me cut me cut me (laughs) it sucks but i am proud of him and i and i know he's gonna do well he's gonna he knows himself better than than i know him and i know him pretty well so (sighs) one comes in and one leaves you know well, I mean, even if he moves out, he's still your son. Of course. You no, know? I mean, of course. I'm sure he'll still come around, right? Or do you think he won't? I think he will because I told him that I said, look, you know, I, I gave him the same spiel that our mom gave me. I can't necessarily afford to pay all of your bills, but you will never go hungry or need toilet paper. So when you right. run out of stuff, come home and I'll load you up. And so that's pretty much our agreement. He was amendable to that. So, you know, I'll be able to feed him accordingly, which will be nice. So, Wow. Gosh, how I scary. Know. It's just one of those things. It's It's life. Life happens. And this is... This is the way it's supposed to be. I this guess. Way it's to be. Yeah. I don't want it to be, but you know, I can't keep him here forever. No, you don't want that. No. That's so true. let's move on to a little bit of celeb news before we get into our ugly and awkward moment. Okay. Okay. So last week, you know, I play World of Warcraft. Yes. I went and saw the movie Warcraft. Okay. There's a movie about it now, and it was good. <laughs> I totally loved it. That is like the nerdiest thing I do, and I don't really, I don't really have a problem with it. I'm very do you excited still and proud. Play it? I do. Oh, okay. I didn't know you. I, I don't well, know I'll how tell it you, works. I'll t- well, it's it's a computer game. Yeah. Basically, the way I explain it to some people, it's like the most expensive chat room you could ever ever have oh. because it's a multiplayer and you interact with others. And I have some of my closest friends that I've never met before play World of Warcraft. And so to me, it's like, I have always had a penchant for people who are a little bit nerdy. Even when I was really young, I liked quote unquote nerdy guys, even in high school. You know, I'll go to a comic book store and wander around with very little desire to do the comic book thing, but I just like the way they look and I like the feel of the place. And the guys in there are, I mean, you know, not someone that you would normally interact with. It's not good in there. They're like, listen, they're like the the guy that's always with Jonah Hill that has the glasses. I don't know his name, but right. So Mackenzie, my daughter, she plays casually. She doesn't have like an account very often. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she doesn't. Well, but she was interested in seeing it. So she and I went to a matinee and I said, well, we're going to go in and we're going to find out how popular this movie is going to be. Is it going to be just me and you in there or is it going to be full? So we go in there and it's fairly full oh. for a 10 o'clock movie. We're really surprised in the morning. And so we go and we sit down and we're just sitting there and I'm looking around and I'm like, these are the people I play World of Warcraft with. It is so bizarre. And they look exactly like you would expect, you know, little, maybe a little pudgy or really super thin, you know, stuff like that. Did it smell like B.O. in there? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. No one would sit next to us <laughs> because we were basically the only girls there. Okay. And um, so they, they avoided us, which was fine, except for these two adorable guys who came in. They looked like they were nerdy for sure, but they were nice bodies, buddy holly glasses on one, cute hair. They walk in and they look all, they scan the entire place and they point right at where we're sitting and they sat right in front of us which was nice Cute. i'm like hey we know who you guys are so they were they were like hipster dopes i guess 
they were a little hipster dopey, but like, you know, they just, they, they might be roommates or something. Not gay roommates. They looked very. <laughs> yeah, they were quote unquote roommates. Whatever. And so, but they came up and they sat down and one of them, you could tell, like just rolled out of bed because his hair had like one of those pillow monster hair in the back. Gross. <laughs> you know, like, well, no, it was cute hair, but I'm just saying he looked like he just like, yeah, dude, let's go now. Okay. Oh, I'm coming. You know, so they went and saw the movie, but it was funny because this one guy came in and he had like a bucket of popcorn and Twizzlers and a giant soda and candy. And he walks in, you know, and he's kind of resting it on his tummy. <laughs> so he walks in and three or four people at the far end wave what, at him. Like, What day was this? It was a Friday morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing's as, as attractive as unemployment. <laughs> and so they wave at him. And I said, oh, look, he found his guild. <laughs> he kind of walked over and sat down. It was really cute. But the movie was super good. It Visually amazing. I, I know it gets a lot of shitty reviews from like professional critics. But you know what? For the nerds who, who have been playing this game for years and have seen all of these locations and these characters, you know, in a cartoon like form, it's neat to see it live and in a big screen. And so for that, I just loved it. And I don't care what anybody else says it's one of those things where you know you if you were to go see something about wwe you'd be like i don't care what anybody thinks i loved it yeah that's, that's kind of true. my that's kind of my opinion on things like this so what the hell so just quickly before we move on to the next thing i meant to ask you and i forgot to have you add it to the outline oh what how many shits do you give that there's going to be a conor mcgregor and nate diaz rematch well <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I'm looking, I will definitely watch it. That's for sure. There's talk about Donald Cerrone fighting the winner. Oh, really? Yeah, that I read that yesterday and that he doesn't want to fight Connor. He wants to fight Diaz because Connor is not in his weight class. He's doing it for the fun of it. So I think he's like, he goes, I really don't give a fuck about fighting McGregor. I'd rather fight Diaz. So in that aspect, that makes me more intrigued. So I don't know when it is. It's August, right? It's UFC 202. So I think it is August. You're right. So I will definitely be watching it. And I'll be excited when when it's time. I, I really hope Diaz wins again. We'll <laughs> I see. I really hope he does. I don't think he will. I think Connor's going to change. Up, but I don't know. I mean, I just simply do not know. And that, that part of it makes me excited. I have a theory, and this is me being a total conspiracy theorist here. All right. Okay, so obviously Connor had a number that he wanted to do the fight. So right. he got that number. Yeah. Dana went to Stockton, asked Nate to do it. Dana gave him a number. Nate told him to go fly a kite. And so Dana got really pissed off and left. And yes. then a few weeks later, a month later, came back, gave Nate, another number. Nate's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But part of me wonders if he gave him such a good number, but said, but here's the catch. You have to, you have to throw the fight. Oh, no way. I, I absolutely don't think that happened. I mean, I, I understand why you would think that. I would, I'm just saying. It's very, listen, Dana White's doing a lot of WWE soap opera shit. And I really resent it because it's an opportunity to make the MMA more legit. And he's really not. At least I don't think so. But I don't think especially a Diaz brother would never fucking throw a fight. Never. There's no way. There's no amount of money where those brothers would throw a fight. I hope not because... No way. They're Mexican. They would never do that. Yeah, yeah. Never. You're right. You're right. I can't. 
The only thing I can see him saying is like, yeah, I'll do it. And then going there and then just beating his ass anyway. <laughs> well, see, that I can see. We may not be hardcore from Mexico Mexican, right. but we're Mexican enough to know how those men work. And yeah. they would never, ever do that. They would never let their e- their egos wouldn't allow it. The pride is just way too big. There is no way. <laughs> there is no way. Oh, I heard of a new word that totally is us. Uh, as far as our Mexican heritage. What? We're polkas. Polkas? P is in Paul, O-C-H-A, polka. Like Pocahontas? Yeah, we're Mexican, but we know nothing about Mexico. <laughs> we don't know how to speak Spanish. We know enough to be embarrassing. You know, that's pretty much who we are. But, you know, I blame our father's generation on that because they were so harassed when our dad was growing up. It was you were like a black person in Alabama, in California. Yeah. And so you he was ashamed of his Mexican heritage and he's pure Mexican. Yeah. And so when he married uh, our mother, he literally tried to erase any and all Mexican heritage from That's probably our why he married mom because she was basically yeah. like, you know, snow white with blonde hair. She's a Swedish Irish lady. <laughs> so it's like the opposite. So he we never were able to embrace our Mex- Mexican heritage and so now we're pocas because you know, for me, I would really I really wish that we hadn't been able to embrace it a little bit more, but our dad was absolutely having none of it. English was dad's second language. So I it mean, was, it would have been was. nice if he had taught us Spanish. But. And the thing is, is he knows it. He's probably very fluent, but he doesn't use Jamie, it. Jamie, in my dreams, I speak perfect Spanish. That's interesting. It's so weird. Yeah, it's so that's weird. interesting. So it's ingrained in us. But anyways, so moving on. Yes. So let's go ahead and do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Okay, so as I've mentioned, it's been all sorts of crazy mayhem with the school. And they've actually had a couple of minimum days because like year-round school, different tracks go off track. And so every time that happens, there's a minimum day. And so things have just been kind of hectic with school. And so one of the things they've instituted, and I think you said they did that at Malia's school, is they're doing these short days. Oh, like, yeah, there's one well, There's one day where they get out an hour early. Like, it's an early out day, right? Yeah. Our kids, they do an early out Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so this week, I, I don't even know what happened. I They've been doing it for like two years, I want to say. Mm. But for the two years that they've been doing it, I have never forgotten that it was early out Wednesday. <laughs> never. And so yesterday I was milling around the house. I'm just like looking at the clock and I had, you know, done just some different things. And I'm like, well, I'm going to take a shower and do this and, you know, doing all my different stuff. And I was sitting on the couch messing with my phone and then phone call pops up and it says the name of the kid's school. And so I was just like, Hmm. oh, that's weird. And so we're transferring the kids out of the school to a new school this year because we have to start going to the school within our our boundary of where we live. And so I'm like, oh, they're probably bugging me about that paperwork. And so I'm like, hello. And they're just like, "Uh, hi. They're like, is this uh, Orion and Olivia's mom? And I'm just like, yes. And they're like, oh, this is so-and-so with such-and-such school. And I'm just like, hi. And I was just waiting for her to be like, oh, we were calling about the paper. Well, you know, and so she's just right. like, 
Uh, we have Ryan and Olivia here, and I'm thinking, what? I'm like, are they? Why? Bo-? And I'm like, are they both sick? And I'm like, they can't wait 20 minutes, you know, because I was getting ready to leave, you know. <laughs> right. And they're like, um, they were just waiting to get picked up from early out Wednesday, and I was just like, oh my god! And I screamed into the phone, and so she's just like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And so you're all, no, what is it? I'm a I, terrible mother. Well, I didn't realize like how loud I had yelled into the phone. Oh. Because you know, she Ryan, re- Ryan and Olivia probably she, looked at each other and went, oh my god. So I get to the school. I get there in like in under like. 10 minutes of you know course. i i'm like i'm so sorry guys and everything like that and so they're just like oh we didn't even realize that she called you and i'm like yeah i'm like oh. i said i i got here as soon as i could after she called me and and uh ryan's just like oh that must have been you that she called because we just heard her kept hearing her say it's okay it's okay it's okay <laughs> oh no <laughs> so how embarrassing. I, it was really embarrassing. So it's a volume control. It was a total And vol- you forgot your children. Well, I forgot. But that's not an ugly thing. That's just a bad parenting thing. I mean, no, that's just embarrassing. I've done that. I've even done that. One time I remember, not even, it was this year even, and it's not so bad because Emily is like a teenager, but I'm sitting here and I'm like, I worked out, I took a shower and I'm just sitting here going, ah, oh, la la, you know, cooling off and doing whatever. And I get a text message, mom, are you coming? I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, I got out of school 15 minutes ago. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> On my way! Don't go anywhere! Well, I didn't <laughs> feel so terrible once I got there because when I got there, there was like 10 other children children in the office <laughs> so it's a normal and then thing, when apparently. i got the kids in the car and i asked them because i'm just like how did you guys find each other you know because oh, we have geez. our little routine of you know sure. how i get everyone yeah and so they told me and it was you know it's amazing how your children are smart and can actually figure things out Isn't you know it? when when you're not controlling things <laughs> i know and so um they're actually proficient they're, and able to handle things. They, they are capable human beings. They are capable. That's hysterical. But um, Ryan said, he's like, yeah, he's like, that's, he's all, that's not even that bad. He's all, there was like 15 kids in the office who'd forgotten to get picked up today. And so Man, just like, well, I guess I, bad sh- I shouldn't feel so bad. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, so I told Victor about it and he's like, I don't know why they don't do it on like a Monday or a Friday where... People yeah. might actually remember. Not no, I'll tell you. You know why week. they don't? I'll tell you why they don't. Because parents will be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to stay an extra day out at the beach. Or we're going to leave <laughs> for the day on Friday. That's and, probably you know, true. Cause they, they do. That's why they don't do it on a Friday or a Monday. Because you would just extend your weekend. God. So I that's felt why like they do such, it. I, God, I was almost in tears driving there. Because I just, you know, I pictured my cold, wet children. Even though it's not raining. <laughs> Standing but I mean, in the rain. You know, starving. <laughs> yes. You know, with flies on their eyes. Please. I don't know about you, but when I was in school, mom and dad used to use me as a bargaining chip. And so there were many times I would get out of school at 2.55 and I would stand there and wait until almost four. Jamie, I stood in front of the school one time until five o'clock p.m. And mom pulled up and she's just like, thank God you're still here. I'm like, where (laughs) else would I be? I was like seven years old. (laughs) You know what? It happened. I, and the thing is, it, luckily back then they were payphones, and so I would go and I would have to borrow a dime or a quarter from someone every day, and I would call and be like, uh, "Who's picking me up today?" Oh, your father's supposed to do it. I'm like, "Well, I only had one quarter, so can you call him and tell him to come and get me?" And then she'd be like, 
I guess. Dad would send one of his lackeys to come and get me in their yeah, piece of some shit car. Yeah, beat up car covered in grease. And they're like, hey, your dad told me to come and get you. I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah. You know? Then you'd have to go down. hang out in the shop until ah, I have to sit there for hours waiting for mom to go, well, excuse me for having to provide for my family. It's like, all right. Eat a bag of Cheetos from the vending Ugh. machine and drink Pepsi. Or peanut butter cups. I'm like, listen, you two work it out. I'm sitting in the car. I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Well, then it was always terrible because usually the staff would be walking by and they're just like, you're still here. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting and you know for my what? mom. Yeah. And do you, you think they gave it two shits? Well, no. none of them brought you back to the office and oh. God forbid, looked up your emergency card to find out who your parents were. They <laughs> all just those, left all you. that paperwork and you never, ever even bothered to dig they're it They're just out like, well, whatever. Hopefully you don't, you know, Adam Walsh it. I'm out of here. <laughs> like have a nice night <laughs> it's like okay thank you principal ruben yeah really yeah. thanks for leaving me alone with the janitor i'm sure everything will be fine Do you need to make a phone call because i'm locking the doors oh god you know talk about complacency <laughs> right <laughs> it's like jesus it's like i'm sure you'll be fine i know your mother okay thanks this is a good neighborhood <laughs> so true all right well th- mine <laughs> mine is a little also a mild ugly and awkward moment so, uh, although you set off your alarms many times, you are making more of an effort to cook at home, which I admire. I think that's great because you're not necessarily, you've never been one to really get into the kitchen and, and create food. I mean, you're more, I do. You're more of a dumping it in a bowl and heating it up type of person. <laughs> I just, you know what? I don't know where I ever got that stigma, but that's <laughs> that's fine. Your diet. Your diet and when we grew up was that's all you wanted. Which and mom absolutely before she, you know, turned on all of us, she absolutely completely catered to that. I told Victor years and years ago, I said, Mm -hmm. My sisters are convinced that I cook everything out of a box and (laughs) that I don't make anything from scratch. And so I said, I've come to peace with it. I'm like, as long as you guys know that I cook, then that's all that <laughs> that needs to happen. No, listen, I know that you do. My point is, is that you've upped your game a bit. Well, right? I do try and get creative, yeah. but I I am working with very old, an old oven range, and sure. I don't have the best. What do you call pots and pans? Just pots and pans, I guess. Yes. So things get out of hand sometimes. Right. Okay. So my. The thing is, is that I've had the privilege, I would call it, the privilege of being able to stay at home and raise the kids. Daryl provides so that I don't have to. I could if I wanted to. It's just, you know, every time we talked about me going back to work, you know, because I have plenty of opportunities. I know enough people. I could go back and get into media again today if I wanted to. Why would you, really. Why would I? Yeah. Because it's fun. It's so fun. But the thing is, is that every time we talk about it seriously, something happens. And I'm like, you know, if I wasn't here, what what would happen? You know, like when Malia right. got super sick and had to miss four days of school, mm-hmm. I couldn't miss. No one can miss four days of work. Nope. So then I go, all right, well, maybe we just need to wait until she's out or whatever. So. With that, though, you can only clean and do laundry so much. You can only have so many hobbies or, you know, liquid lunches with friends. I mean, it just it grows. You grow tired of it. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm not an alcoholic, so I can't drink (laughs) all day. So and you can only work out for so long before you get bored. So I cook. And so when I make meals, I get I try to get pretty sophisticated sometimes. And so my weak point is Asian food. 
Oh, okay. I'm not good at it. And I, I can do Italian and obviously Mexican all day long, but Asian food is so sophisticated because of all the elixirs that are required to get the flavors. And so yesterday I decided to try to do Korean pork belly lettuce wraps because it sounded really good. Daryl loves wraps of any kind. And so I thought, oh, I'll try it. So it has this side salad that you make with a daikon, which is a white radish that is an Asian food. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never found daikon anywhere around here. I'm sure I could find it if I went to like Whole Foods or something. But there's another white radish that you use in Hispanic cooking. Now, here's the here's the part. Last night, I said, this is a really good salad I made. I didn't I couldn't find daikon, but I used jacama instead. And Daryl goes, what is it? I go, you know, it's like, is it what is it? And I go, Jacama. And he goes, he's all, Jacama? I go, or what is it? Jicama? Jicama? And he goes, do you mean Hickama? I'm like, this is Hickama? He's like, yes. I go, it has a J in the beginning. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, it's not Chicama. And he's like, no. I'm like, my whole life, I thought it was Chicama. I didn't know what a jicama was. I thought it was like something different. Like, I don't know, like it started with a Y or something. Or an H. I mean, why not? Or an H. And he, and I'm, but, but you know what's sad is that it's Mexican. <laughs> it's, it's Spanish. And well, I'm like, what, I what, had no idea. What can you do? Just like forever, I thought it was petite fours. It's pedophore. Well, why wouldn't it be? Because, you know, people who actually understand the language know that it's pedophore. Or just like horse day divorce. It's not. Yeah. Oh, God. Forever. I said whore divorce. Forever. I actually said that to a bartender once. I'm like, what's horse day divorce? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what? He's like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) We're so Midwestern. It's so sad. And so I said, okay, so it's not Jacama. He goes, no, it's Jicama. And I said, this is Jicama? He's like, yes. So I'm standing there like a moron. And he's he's laughing. And I said, I don't even know. How does he know what Jicama is? Because he loves it. He's had it. His brother makes it. And I said, I, I've i never in a million years ever worked with jicama. I want to say jicama now. That's so funny. I never knew what it was. And so this uh, called for daikon. And I've never found daikon because I don't go to Asian markets or go to places where it's readily available. And so I thought, well, this looks like it. Jicama. That must be that must be daikon in Spanish, right? <laughs> so I got it. Wow. Really, really awkward. Really awkward. So everyone, it's not jicama. It's jicama. Although everyone knows it but me. So now we're all on the same page. Um, all right. So before, well, who do you think won this week? I don't know. I think it's a wash, but. Okay, it's a wash. 2,000 points for each of us. Yay. It was a, it, it was a minor awkward moment week, which is, you know, that's really good for us, actually. <laughs> okay, so before you close out the show, now, are you watching MasterChef this year? We are. Okay, I'm watching it too. It was no secret that we went to, Daryl and I went to a wedding earlier this year. We said whose it was. It was Chef, Chef Nick Nappy, who was on MasterChef last season, uh, although he didn't win. And we have you know, the great interview with him from that time period, which I think producer Dub is going to post as a best of. Yes. Maybe next week. I'm not sure. He should. So if you get a chance to listen to it, please do. He and his beautiful wife, his beautiful girl back then, Janelle, got married. I think it was in February, if I can recall, maybe January. And we were very lucky to be invited to the wedding. 
However, what we didn't say was that it was actually a MasterChef episode, and we were a part of the filming. And that episode airs next week. It'll be next Wednesday, so that will be uh, Wednesday the 22nd. So the 22nd on your local Fox channel, 8 o'clock your time, whether it's East Coast, West Coast, it will be airing. Now, they showed the promo, and we didn't see ourselves at the... uh, they showed the ceremony and we know exactly where we sat, but they actually took from our row forward. So we and all the master chef guests from the previous season, we're all sitting in the back. They didn't show us, but we're absolutely going to be seen. We're, we're pretty sure of it, at least during the ceremony. We don't know about the reception, but I did not get to meet Gordon Ramsay, but I did see him. I'm just so disappointed that you didn't. They treated it like such a, it was such a filming show. It was not a intimate, it was not an intimate ceremony. Like meet and greet or anything like that. Not at all. Um, Of course, we did get to meet all of the master chefs from his season and they were all very happy and privileged to be there. There was a couple that were missing. And what was funny is that (laughs) Chef Nappy was very clear as to why they weren't there. Oh. Didn't like him. They were truly not, he truly did not like him. (laughs) So, So, well, what are the odds that we'll be able to catch up with uh, Chef Nick Nappy in the future and see what he's up to? You know what? I would love to say that we could. Um, He's in the process of opening his first restaurant. And so I don't know. um, That opening is coming this uh, midsummer, I believe. And, you know, with whenever you're opening your own business and especially restaurants, there's always a reason to push the date up or pay to push the date back. So hopefully I will have producer Deb check in with him and see if they, if he and or Janelle can sit in and chat with us and give us an update after the show airs. Okay. So hopefully, I mean, I, I definitely would, I know we both want to talk to him again and see how things are going. Yeah. They, but they, I know they've done a lot. There's been a lot of change in their life. They moved out of their house. They, they moved closer because his restaurant's opening in little Italy. Yes, and I've it's, lost, yeah, I, it, I think it's called um, bar one, San Diego bar one or something yeah, like that. I think so. I'm sure you and I will promote the crap out of it after the show airs next week, because I'm sure if there's anything funny about it, we'll be talking about it. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And some of the stuff that happened that you saw, maybe you saw in the promo, that was not staged. That was actually real. Somebody left, Some one of the chefs left. Chef Ramsay actually absolutely steps in and starts cooking for the guests because uh, some of our tables did not get food. And so those things actually happened and it was real. And uh, Nick did get really, really angry and ended up back in the kitchen to yell at them. (laughs) So all of that really happened. And the reason I know it wasn't fake is because there were no cameras on them, the bride and the groom. And Daryl and I were kind of scanning. And I said, look, what's going on over there? And Janelle's talking to him. She goes, what's the matter? And he's blah, 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 talking. She goes, you know what? Everything's going to be fine. It'll be okay." Five minutes later, he's up and in the kitchen yelling. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out or if they even use that footage. But it was stressful and really fun so i'll recap it all after the show airs but please please watch it i don't think i'll be seen um daryl and i both agreed that we definitely are not going to have much of a presence on the show but the show is going to be phenomenal that's good and so looking forward to it and then i will post the pictures of gordon ramsay and chef tozy and some of the other things that happened that i've been saving for this event so i can't wait crazy so excited but i'll answer all your questions after you watch the episode next week so you can ask me any questions and i'll tell you what i can tell you neato 
Yes. All right. All righty. Well, I think that's a wrap then. Yeah. So, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to all our new friends and new listeners. And thanks to the new likes that we're getting on our Facebook page or Snapchat, Twitter, and all of our other social platforms. We always appreciate um, all, all our new friends. Have a fabulous weekend. And happy Father's Day to you wonderful dads. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw-ups and edits from this episode and what we call Ugly Cuts. And then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.